נגד המחלה, וישלח בחר הצלחה בכל מעשי ידיהם, ידבר שונאינו תחתיהם ויתרם בחטא ישועה ועטרת ניצחון, וקיום בהם הכתוב כי אדני אלוהיכם הולך עמכם להילחם לכם, עם אויביכם להושיע אתכם ונאמר אמן. אבינו שבשמיים צור ישראל וגואלו, ברך את מדינת ישראל ראשית צמיחת גאולתנו. הגן עליה באברת חסדיך, פרוס עליה סלוקת שלומך, ושלח אורך במתחה לראשיה, שריה ויועציה, ותקנה בעצה טובה מלפניך. חזק את דיני מגני ארץ קודשנו, והנחילם אלוהינו ישועה, ועטרת ניצחון ותיאטרם, ונתת שלום בארץ, שמחת עולם ליושביה. ואת אחינו כל בית ישראל קודנה בכל ארצות פזוריהם. תוליכם מהרה קומיות לציון עיריך ולירושלים משכן שמך ככתוב בתורת משה עבדיך אם יהיה נך בקצה השמיים משם יקבצך אדני אליך משם יקחך והביאך אדני אלוהיך אל הארץ אשר ישבו אבותיך וירשתה ותבחר וירבך מאבותיך ויחד לבבינו לאהבה ולירא את שמך ולשמוע את כל דברי תורתך ושלח לנו מהרה בן דוד משיח צדקך שדות מחקקץ ישועתך והופעה באגדה גרון עוזך על כל יושבי תבל ארצך ויאמר כל אשר נשמה ואפו אדוני אלוהי ישראל מלך ומחותו בקום השאלה אמן סלע. Pasuk in Yirmiyam, Pasuk in Perak Beis, tells us the Navi says, Halach, the Karas, Vaznei Yerushalayim Nemora, Ko Amar Hashem, Zacharati Lachesed, Nerach, the famous Pasuk, the famous song. Hashem says to the Jewish people, I remember the Chesed of your youth, the beauty of your youth, the young love that you have when you followed me into the Midbar. And the preface of this Pasuk is, the Rabbana Shalom says, you should go and call this message in the ears of Yerushalayim. Oznei Yerushalayim, the ears of Yerushalayim. The Yerushalayim should hear this, as if Yerushalayim is the one that went into the Midbar. Yerushalayim did not go into the Midbar blindly following Hashem after Yisiyah Mitzrayim. In fact, it was the Jewish people. So what we see from the Pesach, apparently, is that there's a synonymous meaning of the word Yerushalayim that doesn't only refer to a place, but also refers to a people. Yerushalayim refers to the Jewish people, B'nai Yisrael. And you know that the Pesach... The Gemara Brachas darshans that pasuk that each one of those um, uh, praises of the Rabbanu Shalom refers to a different miracle that God did for the Jewish people. That's that's Makas Bacharos. Tiferes is Matan Torah. When it gets to Netzach, the Gemara says Netzach. There's a certain Nitzchus, a certain foreverness. Of Yerushalayim, Bahanetzach Yerushazir Yerushalayim. So I'm Yom Yerushalayim. Let's talk for a moment in honor of this great day, this great miracle that took place only 50 years ago that Hashem did for the Jewish people. Let's talk about the greatness, the uniqueness of Yerushalayim. The pasuk says in Tehillim Kufchav Beis, famous pasuk Yerushalayim, Habanuya Kiir Shachubra LaYakov. Chubra LaYakov. There's a certain level, a certain kolach of chibur that Yerushalayim has. Yerushalayim has the kolak to be mechaber, to connect the different things. Chaim, you just read a beautiful, and saying with us a beautiful lettuce and a beautiful halal, <coughs> and then in a beautiful shiram, where we said uh, this great uh, capital, that we will return, when we return to Zion, when Zion returns to us, we'll be like dreamers. The Balatanya writes in a different context, 
that the yisod of a dream has the capacity to be mechaber, different opposite things. In this world, there are certain things that are opposites that can never come together. They're too opposite, they're too polar opposite, and they won't, they won't meet. And uh, in a dream, the impossible can take place. A person can be killed in a dream and a moment later be alive. A person can, can meet people that are, that are no longer here. A person can have experiences in a dream that simply cannot possibly happen when one is awake. That's why when the Balatanya explains in reference to Tzion, I did not have the, the, uh, the zechus of being alive in 1967. But many of you here had that zechus. Perhaps you were babies, you don't remember it. But there may be a few, I'm not sure, there may be a few that actually remember that event. And from what I am told, for those of you who were here, it was literally like a dream. It's like you, you actually did not believe it was happening. There are some of you that were actually in Yerushalayim at the time, and it was like you just couldn't believe. You wake up, there's opposites, these things that it's almost impossible for it to take place. And it actually did take place, and you open up your eyes, you pinch yourself, and you realize, I'm not dreaming, this is real. Hayinu kecholmen. That Yerushalayim has that capacity to be mechaber things that seem to be impossible. But in a dream, it's not anything can happen in a dream. In real life, it can't happen maybe. But in a dream, you know, where's the limitations? That's what Yom Yerushalayim felt like for those of you who were alive at the time. And for those of us who were born post that, uh, that great year, we also feel like we're also, even though we were never alive, we still feel like we're part of this amazing dream as the dream is continuing, Mir Hashem, to the time of Mashiach. One of the great dreamers that lived in the last hundred years was Rav Avram Yitzchak Kalim Kuk. Rav Kuk, you read his writings, which are very difficult to read. So if you read some of his writings, he writes such a difficult Lushan Kodesh and such a, he wrote almost prophetically. You feel like you're reading Yeshaya almost in a sense. It's so difficult to understand. But where you can, if you can comb through some of his writings and glean some of the greatness of Rav Kook, how he was such a dreamer. He died in 19, I think he died in 1935. So it was, it was uh, 13 years before Heyer and uh, what is it, uh, 32 years before Chav Chesir. But he saw it coming. He, he believed and he saw it coming. And when you have someone like that, like Rav Kook, who's the precedent of Yom Hatzmot and Yom Shalayim, when you have such dreamers, then the dream actually can take place. So in honor of Yom Shalayim, in honor of Rav Kook, I want to read such an important piece from Rav Kook, how he was able to be mechaber, the different parts of Israel, the different parts of the Jewish people together. When you have two people, or two sects of people, that have different roles to play, if one sect denies the importance and the need for the other sect, that is not going to be mechaber the people, that's, that's going to break the people. That's going to split the people. Rav Kook had that special capability of seeing in every single Jewish person his unique role in the Geula Shalem of Ezrat Hashem Sun. So in, his, in Orot, he has a Sefer Orot, Orot HaTchiyah and Orot HaKodesh, all part of Orot HaKodesh and, and different Svarim. So in one of his pieces he writes as follows, and you can imagine this got him into trouble. Not that he cared about getting into trouble. But you can imagine, it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not clear that anybody, till the time of Rav Kook, ever wrote anything like this. So listen to the line. It's a very important, beautiful paragraph. And uh, you can literally see it happening over the last 50, 60 years. Rav Kook, you know, wrote. There are certain Jews, there are certain Jews, many people, as you know, who are not necessarily part of the religious Zionist camp, of our camp, have a taina. And the taina is, how could it be? 
How could it be that all these great miracles, that if this is really the beginning of the Geula Shlema of Mashiach, how could it be taking place by people who aren't necessarily Shomer Torah Mitzvahs the way we are? How could that happen? What? You're trying to get into the mind of God. First of all, we can't ask questions of why God does certain things. We don't know. But still, let's try to understand it. How could it be? How does that work? So listen to what Rav Kook says. Rav Kook writes, HaNefesh HaPoshe there are different parts of the neshama, Rav Kook says. Different parts of the neshama. There are certain parts of the neshama that are more connected to this world. We would, let's say just use the term, we'd call that the nefesh. There are certain parts of the neshama that are more connected to this world. And there are certain parts of our neshama, each of our neshamas that are more connected to, let's say, spiritual things, the higher world. Rav Kook says, those Jews... <coughs> who were focused on building the Am, on building the government, on building the economy of Am Yisra, of working the land, of, of creating a state, they are more, they're the part of their neshama that's more connected to that aspect of the world is more developed, is more, much more developed. They're more focusing on that part of the neshama than the Shalmei, Shalmei, and Munei Yisrael, than the Charedim, than the Frum Jews, than the people who are Shomotoramitsos. <clears throat> the focus at that time, I'm not saying now, of that time when the land and the, the, the state was being dreamt, was where the where the where the where the, the, the seeds were being planted, Rav Kook writes, the Neshama of the Shlomo Emorisa of the Charedim of that time were more focused on the higher part of the Neshama. That's focused on Ruchnius. That's focused on the building of the individual Neshama connection with HaKadosh Baruch etc. So he says, on the level of the Ruach, which focuses on the higher point of the Neshama, that the Charedim are more focused on. On the level of the Nefesh, which is the other part of the Neshama, that the original pioneers are more focused on. We're both focused on building Am Yisrael, just different parts of Am Yisrael. And if each side were to see the godless of the other side, that would create a chibor with Am Yisrael that would certainly bring the Gula Shleim. Let's read it together because I certainly can't say it half as well as Rav Kook. He writes, <clears throat> Those who are connected with love to the Yonim of Klal Yisrael, the Eretz Yisrael, and the building of the nation, they are more developed than the soul of the Charedim. Call it the Charedim. However, they're not really focused on the Tovas HaKlal, on building the land, on building the nation, on building the economy. But the Ruach, that part of the Neshama, even though their focus isn't on the building of the Am, but their focus is on the building of Torah, the building of mitzvahs, of Shmiris mitzvahs. Each one has what to offer and to give to the other side. Each one has what to offer and to give to the other side. There is a medrash that says that there was a conversation between Abraham and Shem. Where does the word Yerushalayim, where does that name come from? Yerushalayim. Who, who came up with that name? The Navi talks about Where does that come from? The medrash says, and Rav Kook quotes this, the medrash says that Abraham Avinu calls the name of Yer- the name of that mountain and that city Yireh. But you can call that name Hamokavahu Yireh 
right? Because Hashem appeared on that day. Yirat, which also from Lashon, Yirah of fear. And Malti Tzedek, Shem Ben Noach, called the name of the city what? Shalem. So between Avraham and Shem, you have the name Yerushalayim. Rav Cook explains there are two parts of Yerushalayim that are meant to bring the nation together. There's one element that Shem was focused on, and that is the Amuna of Am Yisrael. That is the developed sense of what's right and what's wrong. The philosophy, the Hashkafa of Am Yisrael. And then there's an element of, okay, you can have the best philosophy in Ashkafa and theory in the world, but we have to bring that down Lamaisa. That's what Yira means. A person can have great ideas, but very <clears throat> not so good at implementing those ideas. A person might be a great ops person, a great operations guy, but he doesn't have any good ideas. When those two elements come together, we have a team, a nitzchius, a foreverness, that can go forever and ever. That can last until the B.S. Hagawal and further. <clears throat> That's what it means, Yerushalayim. The ability to be mechaber, to be mechaber these different parts of Am Yisrael. To be mechaber the idea of the philosophy of Am Yisrael, the hashkaf of Am Yisrael, and the actions and the ethics and the lemais of Am Yisrael. To be mechaber, to bring together the two camps, the one camp that's completely focused on the building of the Am, and the other camp that's completely focused on the building of Paramitzvahs, both extremely fundamental and important. One cannot exist without the other. It's for the two sides to try to realize that and bring those together. That's what Rav Cook is talking about. You know, on Chav Chesir, it's brought down that that is, it's, it's, I don't know how we know this, I don't think the Gemara says this, but there's a Mesora, that is the, that is the yard site of Shmuel Hanavi. We know something about Shmuel. Something about Shmuel, an interesting postage. I'm not sure if this exists by any other personality in Tanakh, that Shmuel is compared to two other personalities. It's almost like he embodies the two personalities of whom? Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron, Bekar and Ovish, Shmuel, Bekar and Shmuel. And if Cook explains, Moshe and Aaron also represent these two parts, these two elements. Moshe represents the philosophy, the ideas of Am Yisrael. Aaron represents, okay, that's very nice, but let's make shalom between the different sides. Moshe and Shmuel, Chav Chasi Yerushalayim, the Chibur of Yerushalayim, of this great city, of the beauty of this great city, has the capacity to bring us together in a way that, uh, that nothing else has that capacity. One more idea from Rav Kook, in honor of Rav Kook, where he writes also something that is not really found anywhere else, not in the way that he says it for sure. He talks about not only the bringing together, so important, not only the bringing together of the different parts of Am Yisrael, of different elements of Am Yisrael, he also talks about within the individual person, he says the idea of Yom Yerushalayim, he doesn't talk about it in the context of Yom Yerushalayim, but the idea of bringing together both the the beauty of the Torah, the beauty of the ruchnius of the person, but also the beauty of the physical elements of the person. The, he says, not only do we need, imagine Rav Kook saying this, this before, this before the Hakamat HaMadina, Rav Kook is saying, for so many years we focused on the ruchnius, but now we have to focus on the gashmius. Everybody else gets up, he says, we focus so much on the gashmius, now we have to focus on the ruchnius. Rav Kook says, no, we focus so much on the ruchnius, we have to focus on the gashmius. What does he mean? Look at this beautiful line. We need a strong body in order to serve Hashem. You don't just have a strong neshama, a person has to have a strong body. With a strong body, with a strong physical, um, stable body, a person has a much greater capacity to serve the Rabbanu Shalom. This is of course. We've worked so much on the neshama, 
Shachachnu es Kedusha Zadok. We forgot the Kedusha of the physical body. It is important to work the body. It is important to have a strong economy. It's not just important to have a strong Torah. That's given. Of course that's important. But it's important to have an Eretz Yisrael that's a strong economy, that's, a, that's beautiful. Yerushalayim is the Yof Yoshal Olam. When we can combine all these elements, which Yerushalayim has the, is, embodies all these different elements, the philosophy and the action, it has the capacity to be mechaber, the, the chilonim and the, and the, uh, and the charedim. It has the capacity to be, to be mechaber, the guf and the neshama. Bezrat Hashem, we should be zocher that through this great miracle, this great day of Yom Shalom 50 years ago, Bezrat Hashem soon, we should be zocher to, um, to welcome the Mashiach into our world. Bezrat Hashem, in Yerushalayim, in Rakodesh, we have Yamenu, all of us together. Amen.